Počúvate WebSupport Podcast. Každý týždeň sa rozprávame so zaujímavými hostiami na témy výkonnostného a obsahového marketingu, podnikania v online prostredí a o dôležitých témach, ktoré vplývajú na virtuálny priestor. Predstavujeme vám ľudí, ktorí hýbu online priestorom. Sledujte nás na Spotify, iTunes a Soundcloud. Ak sa chcete zúčastniť na živo ďalšieho rozhovoru, sledujte nás na Facebooku. Hello everyone, welcome uh, you to another web support event and discussion. Today with the CEO and founder of uh, Puli uh, Technologies about topic uh, from Central Europe to the moon and beyond. Tibor, welcome. Welcome. Thank you for being here. It's a pity uh, because of the COVID situation that I, I, I'm not there in person, but hopefully next time I can come to Bratislava again. We will discuss the space technology, so hopefully we can at least uh, support a uh, live event <laughs> these days. It's 2020. <laughs> It should be probably fine. Yeah. Okay, uh, Tibor, uh, I would like to uh, introduce your, uh, to you to introduce yourself. Uh, what are you working on and what are your plans with, uh, with the moon? Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm a physicist by training and... Uh, Maybe I can say that uh, kind of love uh, related to space uh, is originated, has originated in the, the 60s in the Apollo times. And uh, I made uh, physics studies, uh, made my diploma work in Budapest, and then I went to Heidelberg and worked on cosmology, looking for the, the deep secrets of the universe. But later I went uh, into into the economy and then was... Uh, 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 a kind of uh, uh, totally different, uh, that made the totally different stuff. Uh, stuff uh, worked on uh, controlling systems uh, and uh, investment management, but but space was always uh, my my uh, my love, if you like. And then in the early 2000s, I, I turned back to to space, and since uh, 2010, more or less, I'm just uh, uh, doing uh, space-related jobs uh, and. Uh, This was the reason I, I founded actually the Pulley Space, uh, and I wanted to make something which is uh, which is really uh, more than some some uh, theoretical stuff. That was that's the reason. Perfect. And uh, what does the Pulley uh, do? What what's your goal and what's your agenda? Okay, uh, the the Pulley is uh, uh, we we have founded. I, I, We'll share my screen and I, I, I can tell you a little bit about Pool and what we are doing, what we achieved. So let's see if screen sharing works, should should work. Yeah. Yes. Meantime, uh, I will explain that if uh, our visitors wants to uh, ask anything, uh, you can go to slide.com uh, and put a hashtag WS event and uh, ask Anything you want, we will uh, go through the questions uh, over our discussion, and um, yeah, and hopefully we can we can uh, make an answer to them. Okay, so uh, as I said, I, I founded the Pulley Space 2010, uh, so we are 10 years old. Uh, should uh, somebody uh, doesn't know, Pulley is a dog breed, actually. So. Uh, But I think this this is well known uh, in Slovakia as well. So uh, we choose the name uh, uh, because it, it came to us, and we wanted to have something which is uh, 
Hungarian, uh, and uh, even it can be uh, that people can speak it uh, even in in U.S. and wherever. So in the same way. So the reason uh, for uh, founding the bully space was just uh, we entered the uh, Google Analytics Prize. It was a, a high-level competition, uh, actually the highest incentive prize competition, uh, which uh, set the goal for private teams and uh, private financing to build uh, a craft, a rover or a lander or whatever, bring it to the moon and uh, uh, look around over 500 meters and uh, send back images and uh, and uh, uh, videos. So uh, it was just uh, the attempt to get more private money and new ideas, uh, cheaper ideas to go to the moon. Well, uh, 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 Google Prize was a, a very interesting experience for us. It ended uh, 2018 uh, with no official winner, but maybe we can uh, touch this this uh, <clears throat> this question later on. So that was the reason we, we went into Google Prize, and uh, what we achieved actually uh, in these uh, ten years, we have built uh, several prototypes for. Rover concept, so we didn't make any real attempt to build a lander because this is much more complicated and needs much more resources. You might see here uh, our uh, pulley rover. Uh, this picture is in the, uh, was taken in the Moroccan desert on our first first field test. So we have figured out that we we should be able to go over uh, extreme terrains uh, or deep slopes, whatever. And that was the reason we chose this uh, strange looking. Um, uh, VEG system. VEG is a wheel and leg combination, actually. So uh, we have built several prototypes. We did make three uh, so-called analog tests. So we have experience in remote operations, uh, remote control operations. This is almost the same as uh, we would be on the moon. So we know pre uh, pretty good how to to control a rover uh, based on information which the rover sees and sends back. We have learned a lot also uh, uh, about uh, the lunar surface about the lunar environment. Uh, we have some simulation tools and actually this uh, brought us uh, to another uh, direction as well where we are working on. Uh, what kind of measurements uh, can be used uh, uh, to explore the moon surface uh, uh, and what can what can be learned for that? What is the radiation environment? What are the resources which could be uh, useful for a future moon base or, or for humanity there. And uh, we are very happy and very proud that uh, this summer we won a NASA challenge. Uh, the NASA challenge was uh, Honey, I Shrunk the NASA Payload. Maybe somebody knows this, this movie from the 90s, I believe, uh, that uh, the, the, the kids uh, uh, shrunk. Uh, it was just uh, uh, playing around with this idea so that the goal was to, to figure out, uh, to find small, uh, you see here, uh, less than 400 gram mass and uh, should uh, fit into 100 times 100 times 50 milliliter box, actually. And this we won with our pulley uh, lunar water snooper. This is a specific instrument we can use to detect water, water ice on the moon, actually. Uh, right now, we are working on also uh, on the realization of, of this uh, uh, experiment, uh, and we hope that we can apply it. And this is what you can use, what you can see right now under this final slide. We have a, a, a contract uh, to fly to the moon with Astrobotic. Astrobotic is also 
uh, a former Google Analytics Prize team. Uh, uh, they have a lot of NASA contracts and they have a lot of missions already. The first one uh, will fly if the schedule can be can be kept uh, end of next year. This is a peregrine uh, spacecraft you can see here on, on this um, uh, picture and we will be there with a space-time plaque. Uh, it's an old story actually, that definitely we can do this. Uh, we are working also on this uh, water's uh, new pairs so water detecting instrument might be a chance to fly 2022 and uh, we are uh, working also of course on, on the uh, fully rover but I think not earlier than 2023 and everything is depending on how to finance it. So that was the very short introduction about, about our endeavor uh, uh, going to the moon. Perfect, thank you very much. A lot of questions, uh, a lot of questions, but before we go deeper to the technicalities and, uh, and the reasoning behind all of that, uh, let me ask you, uh, you are based in Budapest, Hungary, uh, which is not uh, famous, which is famous for a lot of things, but uh, space industry is not one of them. <laughs> uh, what what uh, face expressions do you see uh, when you go around uh, Budapest or in Hungary and you say that uh, there is a team in Budapest building a rover for the moon? Uh, what are the reactions uh, in your country? Uh, this, this is a funny thing. So, of course, at the, the beginning, everybody said, as we announced that we will enter the Google Analytics Prize, wow, this looks interesting. <laughs> and, you know, every miracle uh, longs two days or three days, and so nobody cared about that. And then and, and we put uh, more and more results. Oh, they are doing something. And, and many people are just say, this is crazy. Why do they spend time and money on that? And why do they want money on that? So it, it's a very mixed experience uh, and it's generally, I, I believe, uh, uh, it's always a mixed experience uh, which is related to space, what people are thinking about that. This is actually uh, something which we try to uh, to change because we try to say that space is extremely important uh, also today. We have in everyday use a lot of stuff what we are uh, using from space technology. So this is what we try to do. But again, the, uh, the reactions are very mixed. Yeah, same here. Uh, okay. Yes, uh, I think it's the same in all over the world. So that's uh, yeah. uh, probably Central Europe will be specific with it. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, mentioned, <laughs> you, you mentioned you are building the, the rover for the moon. Uh, humanity already have been on the moon. Uh, why is it important to go there again? What, what are the new challenges there? Then I, I think there are at least uh, several reasons to go back to the moon. As a first, uh, uh, it is it is the exploration, the the curiosity. So you want to want to explore always new new stuff. So this is just the basic uh, stuff. What uh, fuels exploration and and getting new knowledge actually. So and even if we were on the moon, uh, I, you might remember that the last man on the moon was 1972 in, in December. Apollo 17. So uh, it, it's really uh, a long time ago. And last year we just uh, celebrated the, the 50 years anniversary of, of Apollo 11. It's a long time. And uh, it is time to go back and, and uh, to look uh, for more details, to learn much more details uh, about the moon, about the science on the moon. But there is another very important reason. Uh, the moon uh, could be uh, a kind of stepping stone to go uh, 
into deep space uh, uh, to, to set up the first basis, uh, the first uh, uh, long-lived uh, basis on the moon and using the resources we can find on the moon. And this is one of the things uh, what I think is very important. Uh, if you look at the resources, uh, this could be minerals or power or uh, whatever in, in, in space, it is almost uh, practically infinite. Uh, related to the, the Earth's resources. So if we can go out and we can harness this, uh, this kind of uh, resources, then it would be also very good for the economy, actually. That's the reason we go back to the Moon, because this is the best place to test all these technologies and use the Moon as a stepping stone. Perfect. You, you mentioned a uh, few, uh, few interesting things. I would like to focus on, on the time frame of the, of the Moon landing. Uh, what uh, do you see? What, what is the closest deadline we can go there? What are the plans? You know, uh, it's already somewhere in motion, uh, uh, not in Hungary, but also all, the, all over the world. Uh, this is a pretty uh, vivid interest uh, in, in the moon. Uh, it came back in the last 10-15 years, I believe, that uh, we can say that. So earlier, many expeditions went to Mars or Jupiter or, or uh, to Mercury and uh, even to a comet, but no, uh, uh, there are about 50-70 missions planned for the next 10 years. And uh, uh, the US, uh, the NASA is planning to go back with humans in 2024. This is the so-called Artemis program, which would bring uh, man to the moon and the first woman as well. Artemis is the sister of Apollo, so it's not by chance that uh, the NASA uh, choose this name for the program. And there are a lot of uh, robotic missions in preparation. And uh, the Chinese are on the moon right now. Maybe uh, our audience heard also that the Changi 4 mission is, is there with the second Chinese rover, which is still working on the far side of the moon, which is a, a very nice uh, thing. And uh, many, many uh, missions are planned. Uh, so this small robotic missions uh, to go back. And uh, NASA has, uh, for instance, a program, it is called uh, the Commercial Lunar Payload Services. Uh, uh, we can go into details on that one, but uh, India is, uh, is there, Japan is there, uh, Russia is there, ESA is thinking though, to go back. Uh, so, uh, so there are a lot of countries who want to go back to the moon. In, in Europe, we, we think a lot uh, about things. Uh, yeah, and do you, do, <laughs> uh, do, uh, do you see on the horizon uh, really the permanent base on the moon or even the, the temporary one? Uh, I think that uh, in, in the next 10 years, there is a chance to go there. So this is, uh, this is uh, definitely the intention of, of, uh, of the players. Uh, uh, it is not an easy task, of course, and uh, to go uh, to the moon with humans, it's it's a, it's a challenge. Uh, the Apollo flights were also very strongly politically motivated in the 60s. They, the U.S. must have beaten the, the, the Soviet Union in that sense. That means that money didn't play a, a real role, so they, they spent as much as they could. But right now, this is this uh, is is also some people say it's a kind of race. But uh, I, I think uh, there is a good economic reason behind that. Uh, it's a high risk business, uh, and nobody knows how uh, how this will work out. But if it goes in the right direction, that it could be a very interesting era for the next ten years. And. Uh... 
Moon uh, versus Mars, because when you are uh, listening, Elon Musk, probably the, the most famous protagonist of, of going to the, uh, not just Mars, but probably everywhere else, uh, he's uh, not taking Moon very seriously. He said like, okay, we, if we can go to the Mars, basically anytime you can go to the Moon. Uh, why do you, uh, or, how do you see the approach going to the moon first uh, and then going to the Mars and vice versa? I think so. Musk is also uh, uh, coming back a little bit. So uh, the drive, uh, according to his uh, life story, was just uh, really go to to the Mars. Mars is of course much more like like Earth. So that uh, has a, a little atmosphere. Uh, it has almost the same uh, day and night cycle like Earth. Uh, the, the gravity is one third of the Earth, um, so it, it's a uh, it's a planet where we can, maybe we can uh, really live uh, uh, or easier to live there on the Moon. Moon is uh, it, it's just really a barren uh, uh, celestial body. There is uh, no atmosphere. Uh, the night is two weeks long and extreme cold. The, the day is also two weeks long and extreme. Uh, so it's not a, not a good place, but it is close. And uh, if we can test uh, a lot of uh, stuff on the moon, then we can be pretty sure that uh, we can use them also on the Mars. And the Mars has the problem uh, at the moment that uh, it takes a very long time to get there. And uh, we don't have at the moment uh, uh, the propulsion technique, uh, techniques to go fast there. Uh, so this is one of the major problems. So that's the reason we, we, I believe we have to go back to the moon and test all the stuff and set up a so-called cislunar economy. When we are discussing the, uh, the going to the Mars, uh, there is window uh, at least once per two years, I do believe. Yes. And the journey, journey will take you from six to seven months, basically, more or less. Yeah. Uh, you already mentioned the, the problem with the, with the deep space. Uh, there is a common misunderstanding of, like, there are already astronauts on international space stations and they can live there for a very long time. What's the difference being on the ISS and going to the Mars? So uh, there's a big difference because uh, the Earth has a, a strong magnetic field, and this strong magnetic field uh, uh, is working like a shield against the very lethal radiation which we get actually from uh, the galactic space from, from the Sun. And this, this uh, uh, magnetic field is really uh, shielding us. And uh, already in the ISS, is the, the radiation is higher than, than on, on Earth here, but it, it is still uh, quite uh, good. If we go outside uh, of this bubble, if you like, then we get uh, a much higher radiation. We got uh, right now the first results uh, on the, the radiation measurements on the moon surface, and the results are that on the moon maybe we can, uh, we could stay uh, uh, for two months or something like that. This is the highest uh, time period what we can uh, use right now, so without any proper shielding. And uh, to build this shielding. Uh, for a spacecraft uh, for seven months uh, journey to the Mars. And on the Mars we have also the same problem because the Mars doesn't have uh, such a magnetic uh, field what, what the Earth has. So that means that we have to be careful about, uh, about, about the astronauts. That's a big problem. So this is one of the biggest problems actually. And 
there recently they came out the study uh, about other celestial bodies in in the solar system. Why do you uh, believe there is, uh, or at least common discussion, just about Moon and the Mars, and why we are not thinking about different uh, places where to go? Uh, I, I think that's uh, if if we look at that uh, at the celestial bodies in the solar system, then these are the two real alternatives, or just to build a, a space station. This is also an idea which is uh, actually originated, uh, has originated in the 70s, but uh, if we want to go to uh, the firm body, then uh, these are the two planets that we can, can really, or the, plan uh, the moon is not a planet, but uh, these are the two celestial bodies we can, we can really use it. The Venus is uh, uh, very hot, it's about 400 grade centigrade usually, and it's a very high pressure in the atmosphere. It's it's a, a greenhouse effect, what uh, the Venus uh, formed this way, so this is not a good place for, for a few humans. The Mercury, the Mercury is very close to the Sun and uh, also extremely hot, so that's nothing. And if we go outside, then we have uh, the, the, the asteroids, uh, which are too small uh, to build a base on that, but we use them, and they are also uh, on, on a pretty far away orbit and then uh, we are already at the Jupiter and uh, this is uh, Jupiter and Saturn and Neptune the gas giants we have no chances maybe on on, on some of the moons uh, of Jupiter or Saturn uh, there could be even life but it's so far away that it's, it's extremely cold so it's not really for humans so that's uh, realistically moon and Mars are, are two options for us so it's uh, usually the discussion about the colonization of the solar system or even the universe is, is, is very, for a lot of people it's far-fetched and everybody, everyone or almost everyone wants to live in a society where you have real Star Wars and, and Star Trek uh, yeah. spaceships, but uh, you, you already mentioned that it's, it's really the, the Mainly, it's discussion about the, the money, and basically, the discussion about money. It's a lot of time discussion about the focus uh, and the priorities. And how do you see the the space as a priority compared to the situation here on Earth? We have COVID nineteen. We have a lot of issues with global warming, uh, wars, uh, still uh, hunger, etc., etc. Uh, isn't uh, isn't it bigger or better? Uh, to focus on these uh, uh, things than to uh, look to the stars? I think that uh, it is always a question and in all times it is a question, so how do you spend uh, the resources? And uh, uh, first I think that uh, we always uh, have to spend uh, money on, on research and science because actually many of the things we are enjoying right now and in a modern life is coming from from science and technology so this is always a stuff and space uh, uh, is also uh, an industry actually at the moment so uh, since the first flight of the sputnik one uh, 57 the first uh, human flights uh, 61 and, uh, by gagarin so we have about a 400 billion dollar market for space activities and uh, uh, Three-quarter of this money is actually in a private uh, economy. So this is telecommunication services, uh, earth observation services, uh, navigation services. So uh, everybody is using space uh, in the everyday life, even if uh, he or she doesn't uh, realize it. So 
if you are looking at your GPS, for, inst for instance, you are using space. If you are watching uh, the weather forecast, uh, you are using space. If you are uh, 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 checking uh, the potential catastrophic uh, storms or what can you do to save people's uh, uh, life, uh, uh, just forecasting the route of a hurricane or whatever, you are using space. So space is everywhere and a lot of uh, also very simple things uh, originated from, from space literature. So I, I think that this is very important uh, for, for the everyday uh, people as well, that they realize space is not uh, just uh, for scientists or just uh, it's a hobby. It's not a hobby. It, it's, a, uh, it's a very important part of us. And if you take into the uh, look into the future, I mentioned that there are a lot of resources in space, actually an uh, infinite uh, amount of resources. Of, uh, let me put it in that way, so for instance, power uh, also. Uh, if we can use it uh, in a good way, then we can make the Earth even greener. So this is also the vision what uh, many space people are, are thinking. Uh, you said that uh, space is already a, a, a business and uh, we can see, or at, at, at least from my perspective, we can see a lot of examples of how we can use the space, but the, the common one is the Elon Musk. But if you are more common person that uh, founder of PayPal uh, and you do not have hundred million dollars you can uh, put to the building of your rocket, uh, is it really possible to build uh, space uh, industry company uh, as a real business here in Central Europe? What is your approach in Puli uh, with this? Uh, yes, there, uh, there is a chance to do this uh, and uh, there are several reasons for that. The first is that uh, there is a process which we might call the democratization of, of space business. That means that the technology progress, uh, miniaturization and, and using small components uh, and, and using uh, industrial developments, we can build actually small satellites, for instance, which can be used in, in business. And uh, this is still money, but it's uh, uh, not that huge amount of money. Uh, let me put uh, one example for this. A uh, couple of years ago, uh, a small group of, uh, from the International Space University, I believe they were four people, they started a project they called ArduSat. Arduino is an electronic uh, uh, for, for people who are uh, playing with electronics is a well-known platform uh, to develop uh, stuff and they said okay we will put a, a cube set a small uh, 10 times 10 times 10 centimeter cube into space with your help if you give us some money and your program can run uh, in, 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 in space and can do some fun experiments there they collected about hundred thousand dollars they, they put two artisans in, into space and from this uh, experiment uh, a company called Spire uh, started. They have a huge number of uh, small satellites operating already. They are uh, uh, delivering uh, maritime services, for instance, maritime weather data. They are following ships uh, from space, whatever. And uh, this was really just uh, starting from a very, very small, small business. We have such uh, examples also in Europe. Uh, U.S. is still the best place to do this, for doing this, but Europe is, is there and we can use also here. Uh, what you need is ideas and, mm -hmm. and endurance and, and uh, sticking to the idea and then finding money. This, these are the, the most important things. 
but in, not in the, hundreds the, of millions of dollars. Yeah, just just to put it this way. So you don't need hundreds of millions of dollars to start. And uh, on the topic of, of founding of money, um, there is not a lot of private investors uh, keen to support uh, space projects, at least here in Central Europe. So the, the government or the governments still play a, a major role. Uh, do you see it as a good thing or bad thing that the, the local governments are supporting or will support in the future uh, the space explorations or the space activities on their area or on their land? I think this is actually a good thing. So definitely the, 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 the governments, the state will remain uh, a, a big player and, and quite big projects uh, can be financed uh, with big money from governments. Uh, they said the big, big uh, uh, countries, US or Russia or China, uh, but uh, there is a cooperation as well. And many of the, uh, of the governments are supporting also the the space industry is a, a small-scale businesses, that is SMEs, the small and mid-sized uh, uh, entities. And I, I think this is a good thing uh, if they uh, do this support uh, in a good way. And uh, there is actually also uh, investment money, but uh, you are right, uh, in Europe it's, it's much harder to get investment money from, from private investors than in the US. And, uh, this is, this is something which should happen and should should, uh, should work out in the next couple of years, I believe. But there are also uh, European examples already where, where small companies did get investment uh, and are building uh, their business. So uh, it's definitely a good thing if, if the government, uh, every government uh, takes a look at, at the space sector because some people say space is actually the industry of the 21st century. And of course, I agree with that. And uh, can we go a little bit deeper uh, to the topic of, of money and also the, the pulley as a company? How are you funded? What, what, what you mentioned you you funded the, founded the company in in 2010. Uh, so 10 years later, uh, how things are going on? Um, it was an extremely hard way, I, I must say. So that's we we thought that we can. Uh, find sponsors and we can get also community support, so crowd financing actually. It is much harder than, than I thought uh, 10 years ago. So it was a very, uh, uh, very stressy way for us. Uh, and uh, there were several times uh, uh, in this history when we thought, uh, okay, we, we, we give up. But uh, <clears throat> we just said, okay, always that we had already a couple of really good results and we have to go further. So it was not an easy, easy way. And right now, I still think that it, it was a good journey. And right now, uh, as I mentioned, uh, uh, we have developed uh, some other things. And we, we hope that we, uh, we are over uh, uh, these this difficulties and we can start to work as, as a real company. And I must say that we had about 100,000 uh, volunteer working hours uh, given by the people who supported fully with, with their work, with their ingenuity. So this, this uh, uh, without this, we did, uh, couldn't do this. And uh, if I, uh, I, I may mention uh, also personally, my without my wife, the pulley will not exist. So uh, her support was very, uh, very much needed. Uh, so or financial support uh, personally and, and her uh, uh, real support uh, to do this. It was not always easy, but but uh, without her, without Joji, we will not be here. 
Yeah, uh, Fam, as always. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> you mentioned the, the, the starting the, the space industry company, it's much easier in the US compared to the Hungary uh, or, or Central Europe. But uh, what uh, if there is anyone, let's say 20 years old uh, guy or girl uh, listening or watching us and uh, uh, he or she uh, doesn't want to, to move to the US. What is the best place in, in Europe to, to go and, and start uh, the project, space industry project? Uh, it is uh, always good to try to go to ESA, to the European Space Agency. There is a, a program uh, young graduate trainees. So this is always a good stuff. We had also some of our people who spent uh, several years at ESA. And this is always a, a good chance to go there. So this. Uh, uh, to learn how uh, space is working. Even if ESA is a big uh, organization, it's sometimes pretty slow, but, but you can learn a lot. And uh, interestingly, uh, I think the best if, uh, thing could be if everybody could stay at home in that sense, or just go uh, abroad and then learn and then uh, come back to, uh, to the home, uh, homeland, uh, to, to the home country. There is very interesting, uh, the one very interesting thing, uh, uh, at least for the resources uh, in space, and this is Luxembourg. Luxembourg uh, uh, is spending money and uh, supporting private enterprises also to, uh, to be able to uh, explore and use uh, space resources, uh, including, of course, uh, the moon resources. So they, they are specializing on this. They have created a legal environment and they are supporting also private enterprises to go there. But uh, UK is a strong place uh, as far as I know uh, in that sense. Uh, France and Spain have uh, also a strong industry and Germany of course as well. So uh, uh, just to, to check all these, these countries and then to learn and uh, set up something uh, in the home country would be the greatest thing. So do you you consider Hungary as a good place to start, and not not the, the ideal one, but still the good one. <laughs> okay, uh, it's definitely not the ideal one. So, uh, but I think that um, uh, US is the best place, if you like. UK is a is a, a much better place. But if you want to do something in in your home country, uh, be it Slovakia, be it uh, Hungary, uh, uh, the best thing could be if if you. Uh, you try to do something within the country. Uh, at the beginning, mm -hmm. it's an extremely hard job. You need really endurance and support, and some people give up. Uh, this is also uh, normal, I believe, and I can I can also understand. And so we really know what we are talking about after ten years struggling here in Hungary. Yeah. But, uh, but I think uh, this is something uh, uh, which is very important, and I, I would love to see a strong Central European. A space uh, industry working together, we are close to each other. Uh, we, we can build up uh, communities together, and uh, we can popularize it uh, to tell the people it's an interesting and it's a fun stuff. Actually, I say always, space is sexy. You can make really great projects as well. So that's uh, this is what what uh, we always tell uh, to young people. So we we did a lot of uh, uh, popularization. Uh, uh, staff here in, in Hungary uh, for secondary school students uh, uh, to retired people, whatever. And my uh, experience is really from 10 years. 
if you can talk to the people, they are interested. And then they, uh, uh, I say, if, if it helps to several people, 10 people, uh, 10 young people to choose uh, physics, uh, math or engineering to study, then we did already a good job. And the same, I think, same thing should should be done in, 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 in Slovakia, in Poland, in Czech Republic, in, in Austria, uh, all over the way. So, and I would love to see a, a much stronger uh, cooperation with, with Slovakia as well. I would like to come back uh, to to your uh, quote that you said, like uh, basically everything you need uh, is just an idea what what uh, to do uh, and what what the project should be about. Uh, in the, in the space industry, we we already uh, we are already living in the age where the, the, the let's say the first round of the space industry projects is done using the satellite data to to navigate GPS uh, or to satellite images to 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 do marvelous stuff here on Earth. What do you uh, believe are the next uh, challenges or the next topics which should be uh, done? in the space sector. Okay, the, 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 uh, just let me go back uh, shortly what you mentioned, using satellite data. This is actually a very good place also for young people because uh, to put it very uh, easy, actually you don't need anything, just a computer and internet connection and some knowledge how to use the satellite data to set up a, a, a kind of a solution how to use it uh, in, in agriculture or in a smart city or whatever. So that's a lot of ideas. So you can start really just in, in your home office to, to do this. So this is a big, uh, big chance. One of the big chances, uh, uh, what I mentioned earlier, to democratize uh, to access to space data, to space. Uh, this is a so-called downstream uh, part of, of the space business. The second thing is uh, what we were talking about, how to use the resources uh, in space. Uh, uh, this could be just a kind of mining, this is the popular name of that, for instance, how to mine uh, resources on the moon. And uh, there are already a couple of uh, very interesting uh, experiments, how to get, uh, first, how to find water, what we are also doing with the pulley, uh, with this uh, water snooper instrument. But also there are uh, experiments how to get oxygen from moon rock. It's, it's real, it's already tested, uh, this technology uh, taken by mine, from the mining industry, where the oxygen uh, is actually a byproduct, but it is a, could be a major product on the moon surface. And there's a, a infinite uh, options how to use uh, all, all this stuff, uh, or how to design this stuff on the moon. And of course, it's a long way, but if you have a good idea and you can build uh, some prototype or uh, some, some process here on Earth, then there is a chance that uh, in the next 10 years uh, could be done something very interesting. But the easier way is definitely uh, go to the, the this, uh, downstream stuff using satellite data. You are mentioning uh, uh, t 10 years from now, five years from now, you already uh, are working on Pulley for, for 10 years and uh, we are currently in, in, in the web support offices, which is uh, a service, uh, web service company and, and, and mainly software based. And, and in the software world, you are always one hackathon away from something major. Yeah. Uh, there is probably not very true in the space. What do you consider realistic time frame for, for 
let's count just the hardware project because the, the the software you mentioned one you can basically open the web browser download the data yep. from the satellites and start working on it right now but uh, if uh, I want or someone else want to start the, the hardware project what mentality should mm-hmm. they have how how long they it will take them to achieve some major goal uh, two years uh, okay. this is something realistic so uh, uh, and this is the naked truth so, so this is a fast uh, way actually so for instance uh, uh, let, let, let me put uh, in, into a bit context or, or uh, water ice uh, or the water uh, detection instrument we we had the idea actually uh, in the pipeline for two years or something like that but it didn't really pay attention uh, to that so we, we it took it uh, this spring and in April and then started uh, to work out the details and uh, we brought uh, the idea, uh, the so-called technology readiness level three. Uh, this this is uh, a very well formulated uh, stuff in the space industry, this is TRL, TRL levels. And uh, just to put it into uh, context, uh, TRL nine is uh, something which has flown. So that's the flight heritage. So we have to go from three uh, to eight uh, uh, or a seven or something like that to be able to fly. And uh, currently we are working on a, a, a new pro- a, a detailed project plan. How can we put our uh, water detection instrument uh, in about 15 months from now to be able to, to, to test uh, for flight. So, and this is an extremely uh, uh, fast track actually. Uh, just to, to mention as well, so uh, we want to make a first, uh, some first tests and we have uh, lead times. That means that if you order something, it could be 6 to 10 uh, or 20 weeks uh, when you did, mm-hmm. uh, do get uh, the, this, uh, this part. It's not that so you go to the uh, shop and, and, and uh, take it away. So it, it takes time. So you have to learn all as well. And, uh, Space is still a risky business, it's a hard business, and it's a cruel business. If you make a mistake, then you lose your stuff. So that means that there's a, a, a standard process is how to, how to go to the testing. Uh, you have to uh, have to, uh, to learn what are the standards, uh, what are the material standards, what are the testing standards. Uh, it, it's a long list of stuff. It's getting easier because of the experience, but, but it, it's a long way. The hardware is always a way. And uh, I, I read a lot of comparis- uh, the, 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 the studies comparing uh, space industry and basically the internet. When you when you when you check the the price uh, of the ra- ratio of kilogram uh, in the context of money, how much it costs you to send some some kilogram to the space, and when you compare it to the graph of uh, how the prices for the early internet looks like, it's very similar. Basically, it, it, it's opposite curve, so it's it's going 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 very very cheap very quickly. Do you believe the next uh, or in the next years we will see really the the huge uh, commercial companies? in the space industry like we see in the internet business, meaning Google, Facebook. Uh, will the space be the, be the thing for, or be the playground for the next billionaires? Or will the space generate 
next billionaires because it's already playground for them. Uh, it can generate uh, some very healthy people, but uh, I don't think that it will be uh, in the range like the internet was. So uh, just uh, remember, we, we have about a $400 billion market right now. And uh, optimistic estimates say it will be tripled in the next 10 years or so. So that means that it's a, a yearly uh, uh, growth rate about 10%. So this, this, this is just reality. Okay, and, uh, and the other thing is, uh, if you ask me, for instance, uh, what is police business? I can say we can sell uh, this water detection instrument, we can sell data where is water on the moon, which could be very interesting. Uh, and I can, uh, can sell uh, 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 our mobility platform. We have a rover which is able to, to go uh, almost everywhere, not, not everywhere, almost everywhere on the moon. How many rovers can I send? I, I will not be able to send the 100,000 rovers. Okay, so the numbers are, are just very different uh, in, in that sense. So, but uh, again, this estimate uh, that, that the space business will be uh, tripled in the next 10 years, it, it's an optimistic one, but it can, can work. And if you, uh, if, if you think uh, long and then take a, a long look into the future, for instance, Luxembourg Space Agency uh, did uh, the Space Resources Institute uh, did make a study two years ago and they estimate uh, about the 80 billion dollar market altogether on the moon which is uh, a lot of money but it's it's not comparable with, with the internet so uh, here we should be a bit uh, more realistic uh, so it's, it's not in that sense the internet but it's just the beginning and uh, at the moment we don't know if, if this curve uh, will go fast enough uh, could happen, it could also happen that it will be much, much slower. And, but it will uh, be a strong, can... a strong industry. So that's, uh, I wouldn't do this if I don't, wouldn't believe in that. So that's... that's out of the question, yeah. Uh, and if you could bet, uh, what will be the, the real game changer of uh, commercialization of the space? What, what should happen that it will really be inaccessible for almost everyone? Uh, it's a good good question, actually. So uh, uh, I would say that uh, I, I try to give two answers uh, because uh, I would say there is there is a so-called orbital economy. This is what we already have. This is this four hundred billion dollar market. It is everything which is uh, circling the, the the Earth. These are the satellites. These are the the, the, the solutions the satellites are providing. Uh, so so this this is an the close economy uh, close to the earth. And here I, I think it's, it's miniaturization and ideas and downstream ideas, that means application ideas uh, can be game changer. Uh, and uh, the other game changer is, is already in place in some sense that uh, to put satellites into orbit is much cheaper, already uh, much cheaper right now. Uh, maybe people have heard about uh, the so-called uh, mega constellations like uh, even Musk's uh, project uh, with uh, over 700 satellites already uh, in orbit. There is one web, a British uh, company uh, who are working on that. They had some financial problems, but they are going further. So uh, this is already there. So there, there are a lot of companies who offer uh, low cost uh, uh, access to space in orbit. And the second thing, uh, this is uh, what I uh, 
deep space uh, economy or cisplanar economy, there is also one of the game changers to, uh, to provide low-cost access. And this is already changing, but uh, we, still, we are still at the very beginning of, uh, beginning of the, this process. So uh, uh, the Israel mission, the Zbereshit uh, mission, which reached the moon uh, a year ago, they failed uh, the soft landing on the last 10 kilometers. It was about $100 million. So still we speak uh, of, of uh, such a mission in, in that uh, order of magnitude. The first astrobotic mission where we would fly or uh, uh, space-time flag this, uh, uh, this, this cultural project uh, uh, has uh, an order of, even by NASA of $80 million. And this was actually the, the, the price when the astrobotics said, okay, our charter flight is, is ready to, to go. So we still talk about $100 million or something like that to go to the moon with a spacecraft. But uh, at the moment, uh, you can uh, step in as, as a traveler, if you like, for much less money. So this, this, is, uh, this is actually the real game changer. But again, we are at the beginning of this process in the next... Uh, two, three, four years, we will see how successful these expeditions will be. Uh, I would be happy uh, with a 50-70% success rate of the missions. Uh, of course, 100% is the best, but uh, this is not an easy place. We, we already have a question on, on uh, Slido, and uh, the question is that uh, what can uh, public do so it will help to support space industry. What do you think the, the ordinary, regular people, uh, how they can support it? Uh, I think that uh, the, the people uh, uh, can just uh, go to, uh, to, uh, to events where uh, space will be, will be shown. They can uh, give support to, to projects, at least uh, uh, kind of mental support, uh, they can uh, raise their uh, hands and they can tell uh, even the government, uh, spend money on that, uh, support uh, the companies who want to do the, some uh, things and uh, check also the, the crowdfinancing uh, opportunities. Uh, this, this is something which is in Central Europe not very strong. So we, we have actually running a project on one of the Hungarian uh, places, which is also available in, in, in English. It's extremely hard to, to convince the people to support the community projects, uh, also with some money. But there, there are the beginnings, and uh, I think the, the public uh, can do this, uh, pay attention to this. Uh, uh, if, if somebody is in, in, uh, in a position to write about these uh, uh, popularization teams or, or public uh, articles on the web, uh, spread the word. This is what the public can do. And uh, we are in the web support, as I, as I mentioned, uh, it's not a direct connection between web support and, and the space industry, except they, they, you are running your, your website uh, on their servers. Uh, that, that's probably the only one. But uh, what do you think, how the companies outside of the space industry should approach space? If we, we, we decide that, okay, the space is probably one of the next big things, uh, how they should keep focus on in the industry which is really out of their reach most of the time. Uh, so first, uh, thank you for mentioning. So, so uh, I would like to take the opportunity to thank Web Support also for supporting fully as well uh, with IT uh, infrastructure. And uh, this is generally, I think, it's a good idea. It's a very 
very uh, a lot of things uh, is running on IT. So uh, and it will be or the people already are dreaming of of uh, an internet on the moon or, or in space. So this this could be for IT companies uh, definitely something which is interested interesting for them and. Uh, uh, if, if you go through uh, to the industry, so a mining industry uh, started to take a look uh, at the moon, at the, at, at, at the resources. How can uh, can be used ideas from uh, uh, from so such young companies like us or other ones who are thinking of that? Can it be used also already on Earth to, to simplify processes or to, to modernize processes? Uh, or the car industry is also actually something which could be interested in, in such such things. The electronics industry uh, has already a lot of uh, stuff in space. So, so it's almost uh, infinite uh, possibilities. Uh, I, I would say you have to be open and then to take a look. For instance, uh, to make a space grade the space. Uh, probe the electronics uh, can be done by a, a good electronics company. We have a partner in Hungary, for instance. Uh, we try to persuade them uh, to be open in this direction. They, they, they help us. Uh, we work together with them to, to prepare some uh, printed uh, the, uh, uh, the stuff that's for electronics for, for earthly use. But, but this is something which is, uh, uh, for, for instance, for, for electronics companies is a good thing. Or, or producing new measure, measurement devices. So just to be open and to go there. I, IT uh, is, is definitely there again. So everything is IT. Even in space, you need IT. Perfect. We, we do have one more question. Uh, are the data from uh, ESA satellites available, available to the public? And how uh, can anyone reach them out? Many of the data are available for the public, yes. Uh, uh, you should go to the ESA site and then check that. Uh, uh, so you can, can have a lot of uh, data what you can, can use. Uh, uh, to set up a, a product using this data, it, it's a bit longer story. So you have to be able to, to work with that and then check what is, what is really free. But most of the data what ESA is uh, delivering, the ESA satellites are delivering are free. Go to the ESA side. I don't know. Uh, it's not in my head. Yeah. Where is it? But uh, ESA.int. You, you can check know, it. E I don't know either. But uh, but one of uh, the good things about ESA and probably all other space agencies is that they are providing also the historical data, so you can very easily build models, uh, and yes. you can very easily see from from the from the past the, the future. Okay, uh, we are you approaching the, the last. Yeah. Yes, you can play. We, we are data. we are approaching uh, last minutes of, of our discussion, uh, and uh, I would like to ask you two two uh, last questions. First of all, uh, if you are some if uh, you can see yourself as someone out of the space industry right now, what will be the first three steps uh, you will do? If you want to join the, the space industry, what, what, where will you look at, and, and what will be your first steps? Uh, okay, so uh, I, I think it's, it depends a little bit on, on your uh, background. So what, what is your mm -hmm. uh, technical background? But actually, 
really all walk of life can come. You, uh, legal people, there is a very interesting stuff how, how the legal situation will evolve. Uh, look, look at uh, look at, um, at at ESA side. This is always a good uh, good starting stuff, and just uh, this this big uh, uh, search uh, engines and uh, internet will help us. Uh, for instance, uh, we at Pulley, we, uh, we were uh, over 100 people who contributed to the Pulley. Small amount, uh, large amount, whatever. So you, you, you can check this one and check it also uh, if there are all these uh, Slovak initiatives on that. Uh, uh, again, uh, either side is, is always a, a good, good starting point uh, to check what, what you can do. Any open this positions at Pulley? Uh, volunteer positions at the moment. Uh, again, we need money, but we we, we would would be happy to have uh, uh, electrical engineers with FPGA uh, experience, and uh, if we are lucky, we can uh, even pay for that. So that's perfect. And the, the last thing I want to cover is basically just yes or no uh, questions and answers. Uh, who is your favorite, uh, Musk with SpaceX or Bezos with uh, Blue Origin? Okay, uh, I will cheat both. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> explain a little bit, please. Yeah, uh, this is a bit different. Okay, so uh, Musk is uh, uh, is a more extra uh, extra guy and uh, knows a lot about good marketing, uh, uh, mm -hmm. and he he had also luck, but. Uh, it did make a lot of things, uh, and his vision is just driving this stuff. Uh, Bezos uh, has more money, uh, uh, if I can believe uh, the internet, uh, uh, and he's going more slowly. But uh, both are on, on the right way, actually. And Musk, Musk is more colorful, let me put it that way. And, and he moved a lot already. But, but Bezos is doing in the background a lot of stuff. That's, that's the reason I, I think. It's better to say both. <laughs> they are both achieving, uh, in some sense, same goal to, to establish a human colony outside of Earth, but with a different uh, twist. One is on yes. Mars, and, and Bezos is thinking about the, the some some spacecraft-ish uh, thing on orbit. Uh, when is the date you believe uh, one million people will live outside of Earth on whatever? Celestial body of or or spacecraft it will be. Uh, this is a hard question. So, uh, let me let me let put it in in thirty years maybe we have a chance for that. But it's a very positive. Okay, so, so twenty fifty. So twenty fifty will have this conversation from different. From different yeah. planets. Okay. Okay. And the, the last question, when, when do you believe we will find, uh, first of all, life and second of all, intelligent life with our approach to the space? Uh, frankly, I, I don't have any idea. So it can, it can happen tomorrow. Uh, it can happen uh, in 100 years. So that's, I, I, I'm convinced that there is, there is life uh, other places in the universe. So we have some signs that might be life on Mars or might be even some form of life uh, on Venus. It was just the news uh, in, in, in the last two days, actually. 
there are ideas to, uh, to be able to find uh, life and, and uh, the icy moon, the Europe uh, uh, in the outer space. Uh, uh, and the other side is there is this uh, so-called family paradox, uh, uh, which uh, is actually uh, the very famous saying of Fermi from the 50s, where are they? That means where are the extraterrestrials? Uh, he made his, uh, his usual uh, estimate that we have so many uh, solar systems, we, we can assume so many planets, uh, blah, blah, blah. Where are they? So we haven't seen any any, any sign of that, but uh, this would be another discussion for uh, at least uh, one hour or so. Yeah. Okay. And it would be a very interesting experience if probably tomorrow would say, okay, we have intelligent life. I don't know what, yeah. uh, what the world would react. Well, we will see. Okay, Tibor, thank you very, for, thank you very much for your time. Uh, good luck with the uh, with the pulley, uh, and hope we will see each other soon. Thank you so okay, much. Um, also, once more for for, for uh, audience for you, Adam, uh, uh, guiding us uh, through this discussion. And uh, next time, definitely in person, hopefully. Thank yeah, you so thank much. You very much. Bye Take bye. Care. And I would like to thank uh, Web Support again for the possibility to, to be here and also speak with, uh, with the Tibor. And hopefully uh, you, will, you enjoyed uh, this uh, discussion and I would uh, suggest that you will join for more Web Support discussions. Thank you very much.